Welcome to Talking Art Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And Greg, we are in Staples Studios, Dorval Crossing once again. We are. And, you know, it, I feel like I'm in a DJ booth. You, you're looking pretty... Uh, glowy all the colors of the rainbow there a multiple slider thingies and that's the technical term slider thingies to get the right sound this is this is a big shift to uh, not that your stuff isn't good but this is just this looks like pro man so my man jordan the new community manager here him and i i got here early i was going to set up and he helped me walk through um their equipment and we did a test run so this is the first time using their equipment and it does look kind of snazzy, my friend. I, you know, I feel like uh, um, Glennon Doyle is one of the biggest podcasts my wife watches, and uh, they have all these big mics and uh, everything around. So I'm, I'm feeling that that's the level, Brené Brown, Brené Brown level, uh, at least of equipment. Yeah, I, I think we've got it on equipment, but no, this is a really good setup, and uh, Jordan was very helpful. And actually, I, I went out onto the floor and I got a new uh, micro SD card. And the guy followed me back into the booth and to make sure that I was working this. So I had these two guys helping me work this out. And I'd taken, you know, I'd watched some videos and read some manuals and stuff like this. And hopefully this pulls off really well. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So today our episode is fundraising shenanigans. Shenanigans. And you like that word, don't I, you? I do. You know, it's one of those words that just is fun to say. Uh, there are just some shenanigans. You know, I, I think there should be a, an Irish grandmother or a Scottish, I have Scottish background, but it seems like that shenanigans it sounds like uh, up to no good. Well, hopefully we're up to something good today. Well, in fundraising, it's got to be good. But sometimes uh, the perception, and we're going to get into that, is the shenanigans, but uh, purposeful connection in today's society, today's work on organizations is pretty, pretty darn important. I, I, I'm sensing a little bit of foreshadowing what your arguments are going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. And now I've been on all sides of this. Just last week we talked about, cons was it last week consulting or was it the week before? I can't remember. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we said we were at all sides. We know all sides. We've been in all sides. Well, I've been in all sides of the fundraising part at work, both a champion and really wanting to move something forward a leader having to figure out how it fits into the strategy of the organization and uh, even someone who had to kind of focus the strategic perspectives of fundraising into a way. Uh, so we, I think we're going to have a good conversation. And I, I've been all over this as well. So uh, this should be a good conversation. So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both spent a big chunk of our careers as managers. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development in every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee, then move on to the manager. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And after 95, 96 episodes, I think we've had a good discussion every time. Yeah, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, they sent me an email, and they said, hey, I was listening to your podcast, and you guys really seem to have fun. You have a good connection, a good, and, and, you know, honestly, 95 of these things, but we just, it's just the topics are so, there's so many topics. And, and I guess uh, when we reach our age, we have lots of different experience or we've been exposed to a lot of different things. So it's a great to be able to have this conversation together. So fundraising shenanigans, 
A group of employees has a great idea to raise funds and awareness within the workplace, and you experience some or all of the following. There isn't a lot of buy-in from your boss or any of the leaders. There is a fine, but the leadership doesn't want to get involved. People aren't sure or comfortable deciding on a cause, and the indecision ends the effort. The bosses say no as they feel the effort will affect work. The bosses don't show up to any event or appear to outwardly support it. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships in the work environment? Well, you know, especially today, but it's always been this way, I believe, is that um, the best way to create connection and to enhance performance and to deliver great results in organization is when your folks feel aligned to a purpose or they believe that the organization is more than just a profit-making machine. Now, we all know we got to make profit. That's what keeps us going. That's what pays the bills. That's what keeps going. But it's that broader aspect, that broader desire. And so that's about being open to these kinds of things. Now, I know it can be tricky, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, of some of the things that can get in the way. Because, you know, sometimes people will have a desire and it's all over the place. And, and there's so many of these charity things that it can be really complicated and it can be tricky. But still, boy, if you can tap into the heart uh, of somebody that really wants to do something. And if even better, it can be connected to what you do. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the examples that I've had a great privilege to be a part of that are so powerful. Then, uh, man, oh man, this is, uh, this can be powerful, but if it's dismissed, ignored, uh, poo pooed, you know what? It's, it's, it, it, again, it's just another thing to say these people don't care and therefore I don't want to be a part of this organization. And today's not the day. This is not the year. This is not the time for you to find ways to insert uh, disconnections into an organization. Yeah. I've, uh, in almost every organization I've worked, I've been part of something. And in, uh, at least one of the, um, the organizations I've been involved in, I had a leadership role in this. This is a great opportunity to flip the power dynamic in an organization where you have maybe support people, uh, young professionals leading the effort in this area. And it's a great opportunity for senior leadership to come to events to sometimes make a mockery of themselves or help out or serve something. It is a great thing for the organization. It's very healthy. And I think one of the best scenarios I remember was sitting down at a table for a pancake breakfast and leadership was cooking the pancakes and some of the other people, some of the other leadership would sit down at a table with younger employees and just have a great conversation. Where do you go to school? What are you doing now? Oh, that's excellent. And just these wonderful conversations around a table. And it was one of the best things I've ever seen. This is a really, really healthy thing. Well, you know, the other side of this is it's a great way to get to see well, what the potential of your talent is because these are complex things to manage. And if you can manage these kinds of things, if you can engage people towards participating, if you can organize the complexity of some of these things, depending on what the charity is and what you're doing, these are demonstrated skills that are easily transferable over to business projects and those kinds of things. So not only is it a great way to kind of level the playing field and, and actually just connect our hearts and our stories as an organization, it's a great practice place to see who has the stuff that can really kind of engage, who are your future leaders in the organization. I just think it's uh, it can be a powerful thing. 
So let's get down to some common sense. Helping others or helping specific situations is a good thing just generally. Yeah, you know what? We all know what it's like when you find yourself contributing to something and may, and having a higher purpose per se of being able to help somebody else, no matter what, you get joy from it. And if you as an organization can create those feelings of joy for yourself and others, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the people that you're serving and it's a good thing for the organization. It's a good thing for yourself. And you should appreciate it when your people are passionate about good works and doing these things. They identify with this effort at work. People are happier. They feel more fulfilled. It's just a up, up situation. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, we talk about just being present as a leader. Uh, and we talk about really knowing your people and how important that is. And this is where you have a great opportunity. You know, um, obviously someone who is passionate about something and comes to talk to you when you see them, you sense their whole body and their energy. Being able to say simply, Alistair, I can tell this is really important to you. Tell me, tell me why it's important. What, what, what's kind of got you behind that? Then you find out the stories. You find out a little bit more who that person is. And often you find bridges. And you talked about this earlier, the power of creating bridges and connections across the storylines. You know, we might have completely different backgrounds um, and be at completely different levels of an organization. But it's those connecting stories that make a big difference. So look for the passion and tap into it. And a happy crew is a productive crew. If people are happy, if they feel engaged, if they feel that they're being seen, that they can do good things, it's a good thing. There's tons of information out there. You know, this used to be kind of a, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but it was like definitely a soft, uh, the people had a hard time finding the connection to purposeful impact and profitability. There is so there are so many studies now, and they're consistent in the approach that when people feel connected to something, when people uh, feel that uh, they having their engagement is up, when they when they feel that the organization is committed to something more, they're more productive. They'll stay longer. They'll get stuff done. All those things are really important because your your uh, your head, your heart, and your hands are all in it together. And this is probably good for you as well. I found getting involved in it, it wasn't something I wanted to get involved in. It was a blast. I mean, it was hard work, but the relationships you created as a boss, you get involved as well. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. And whether that means a pie in the face, spaghetti on your head, um, cooking pancakes. I told the story, I think I've told the story before of when I worked in this uh, distribution uh, organization and uh, the most senior boss from London, England was here. And he is, he was like a, you know, like mega billionaire, uh, really smart, you know, finance guy, really kind of his suits. I, I think I've talked about his suits are like, uh, like gazillion dollars and his shoes cost the same amount as my car. And, you know, these, this is a really, uh, kind of a formal guy and we had a dunk tank and it was for special Olympics and special Olympics was really well connected to this organization because they were in almost every city in Canada and every city in Canada had a local special Olympics group. And so it was a beautiful way to connect locally and that type of thing. Anyways, I asked him if he'd be in the dunk tank and I didn't think really he would. And later on in the day, he kind of disappeared. And I thought, okay, that's fine. Let's get everybody else to go in. And he shows up. And I think I told the story. He's got his, uh, 
$900 shoes on and, uh, and uh, black socks and a bathing suit bought at Walmart and a T-shirt. I think it said, uh, Oh Canada on it or something like that that he bought. And he came up in the dunk tank for the rest of the afternoon and every visit afterwards, there was a deeper level of connectivity and passion that people felt for this guy. He was a great guy, but he was just a more formal introvert. And when he got up and went into that minus 40 cold water, it was, it was brilliant. And this is a fantastic team building opportunity. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. It just makes us one. And if we're one towards something that is good, that we see meaningful impact, then that's a beautiful thing. At the end of the day, you know, being able to announce how much you made towards, in this case, Special Olympics, it was it was it was powerful. We actually Special Olympics, uh, some of the athletes come in and participate with us, and that made it even deeper. It was just so powerful. And you can find all sorts of hidden talents in people, bakers, bingo callers. There's all sorts of things that you find out that people have an aptitude for. Game show hosts, all sorts of stuff. It is amazing what talents come out when one of these things takes place. I, I love that comment. Uh, when I worked at Campbell Soup, uh, we had a number of people that worked in the plant. You know, they'd come in, put on the white jackets and the white suits and go in and make the soup and, you know, check in, check out and, and uh, really lovely people. But we had no idea of the expertise that were behind them. And a couple of folks I always remember, uh, you know, one person, I think he was in the spice room and he, uh, I, through this process, he was just so organized and so amazing at creating things. And he says, well, you know, I'm head of, uh, head of hockey for Metro, uh, Toronto. I said, head of hockey for Metro Toronto. He says, oh yeah, yeah. I run, uh, six leagues and, uh, and do that type of thing. And y you wouldn't necessarily know it. So it was a hidden gifts that bubbled up through, through tapping into their heart and their head and, and, and things like this. It's so empower, so powerful. It's good for the spirit of the organization. You know, like if you're a customer or somebody coming in and I know a lot of companies that get involved in these types of things and they get you know, plaques from the United Way or whatever like that. And they, they put them in their front lobby so people can see that this is our company. This is the spirit of our company. We like to help. We like to chip in and, and help out worthy causes. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We, I, as we're talking, I can remember all these different things we did. You, did you do the bike ride where you get, get on the bike ride for stroke? Uh, I think it was. Stationary bikes? No, no, this was a big bike. It was, uh, there was like, uh, I think it was like 30 people on one bike that was all connected. Oh. And you'd ride through the streets of Toronto and you'd honk the horn. You'd be dressed funny. You'd be all that type of thing. It was like, I don't know, an hour uh, and then you'd have some food and you'd hang out and you'd raise money. Man, that whole physical, mental, emotional energy together, honking horns. But people saw the big sign. In this case, I think it was Campbell Soup that we were, we were there. They were. And so people, you know, from a brand perspective, from, um, you know, the people who are buying your services or products, when they actually see you're contributing, that's also a ripple effect. Uh, Campbell's Canada, we uh, were all focused on food. Uh, of course, that was uh, so we actually went from and this was the tricky part, went from about, I'd say, 20 charities that we we used to contribute to, to probably six, but they're all focused on food, but it lined to the vision of the organization. 
and and it made so much sense and we did a great job of of communicating it and connecting people to it and transitioning some of the older uh, charity things it was so powerful and what happened was through that uh, our commitment to doing something good i remember one time we had a major um, network in canada said they wanted to do a program on hunger and organizations contributing to it and didn't cost us anything. They said, would you be willing to be a part of that? Because you guys are the leaders in this connection. That, you know, from a marketing perspective, gave so much coverage. That wasn't what we were doing it for. But again, those things, good things beget good things. And so I really think that that not only lifts the spirits, but also can link to your corporate responsibility as an organization. And that's the next point. And I remember in Toronto police during United Way time, you, you would walk into the, the front lobby and uh, there'd be stationary bike races going on. And there's like hundreds of police employees, like every occupation within the police service. And there's like hugely, you know, high ranking police officers with towels trying to cool down the riders and stuff. And, you know, you're walking in to report a lost bike or pick up something or pick up pamphlets or something. And all you see is police personnel everywhere like really working hard because there's a certain competitive edge to this as well. Right. But it is, it's a corporate responsibility thing. And not only should you be doing it, but you should be showing people that you care as well. Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting is I'm thinking about a lot of people these days are, the, especially at the time of this taping are dealing with the hybrid question. The, this whole um, complexity around return to the office and what do we do? These kinds of things are, are one of those reasons, and I've known some organizations are really doing some really great things around understanding why we should gather, why we should come back together. This is actually a great example of doing these things together are a purposeful gathering that you can connect people. Because again, what we're finding in the remote workplace is people are detached, they're not as connected, but being able to hold these things, even regionally or whatever, aligned to the purpose of the organization, what a powerful opportunity to think about, and you're also giving back. Well, that leads right into the next point. It brings out the best in people. Teamwork, leadership, participation, caring about uh, the name, uh, good, healthy competition. You know, this is a really good thing. People identify with this. This is that extra thing uh, that you do at work that brings you together. Oh, yeah. The, and we all like to compete too, right? We, I mean, we do, we do, and that's so much fun. I was again. I can think of a couple different times when you know you were having these these contests together to see what you could do, and it just was hilarious. And you could see the folks that were really uh, into it, and it was all for a good cause. Yeah, at one organization I worked, we did a family feud with the big bosses, and uh, uh, it was amazing to see the competition going and the rank and file watching this and it was a full-on competition and it was good like everybody you know identified with the people participating and it w raised awareness for the what we were doing what we were raising money for it was a really cool thing i love that family feud i've never done that but i think that would be so much fun i think might have done a uh, wheel of fortune at one point but family feud really makes a lot of sense because you know you have to kind of support each other you got to be creative you got to think through you're going to make dumb mistakes it's all good and i bought a little trophies at the local dollar store and these like i got 10 for 2.99 i would walk into people's office and the people that won that year they would have it on their desk. Yeah. That's how competitive people are. And it just brings this esprit de corps and, you know, good, healthy competition. It's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
And I kind of mentioned this earlier, but it's a great opportunity to flip the power dynamics in the organization where you have, you know, people that don't get to make decisions, you know, sitting on committees, you know, uh, arranging, planning, executing these types of things. And in the end, you know, giving instructions to senior managers, you know, when events are taking place on what to do and where to go, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, and you know what? I think, again, it, it ripples, it shifts the behaviors. Because I think if you are working with someone on your team and you might be protective about your decisions, you might be uh, less likely to get input. But when you go through one of these things and you're working with someone, you see that they have really good critical thinking. They are really good planners. They make good decisions. It's funny that, that it, it rubs off. And then when you go back to work, all of a sudden you're that shift that happens in fun and in charitable uh, opportunities, it, it sticks. And that then expands. And, you know, we've talked about in the podcast so many times the power of tapping into the collective knowledge of the organization, both for decisions and actions. And this is a great accelerator. And it makes it just a much better connection as well, right? Like if you're serving beside the president of the company for three hours doing stuff and you're working together and it's just a menial task like cooking pancakes or whatever it is, handing out pizza, whatever it is, those connections, man, you can't buy that. Yeah, I agree 100%. And there are people in situations out there that need our help. So we need to get off our backsides. You know what? Um, I think I've noticed this, at least personally, that um, when you're in your house and when you're remote, it's easy to get insular. It's easy to lose focus on the real needs that are out there. And then, uh, you know, I'm a part of a couple of charities and uh, those charities have uh, kept me informed of some things and have kept me a little bit wider in my scope. But it is so easy to be in your suburban bubble or your condo bubble or whatever that is and not see the true needs that are out there. And there's a lot right now. And this is a beautiful opportunity for organizations and the people within them to be able to step up and help others uh, at this time. As employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist. Join the team. Yeah, and you know, like, we're all busy. We're all sometimes uh, afraid of being embarrassed. Uh, we all wonder sometimes, do we have the space or capacity to do it? But, you know, when especially when you're joining a team that is doing something good, it always uh, energizes. Uh, it creates relationships. It's, it's, uh, I get it. I get it sometimes, you know, and sometimes you can't, you know, if I got kids to pick up or I've got uh, parents to look after or whatever your situation is, I totally get that. But find a way of participating. Maybe it's donating. Maybe it's just on the day of the event, um, handing out tickets, be a part of something. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll give you so much more back. And the next point is get involved. So even if you can't get on the team, when the events come up, jump in, you know, play the bingo, buy pizza, whatever it is, do the bike race at lunch, whatever it is, get involved. Like, you know, we are all busy. If you can't be part of the planning process, you can certainly show up on the day, you know, bring a little cash. It's funny. Uh, one thing we, you know, we did in the past in an organization I was working was we'd have a pizza lunch and we're kind of uh, going back and forth with this about whether it's a fixed price or not. And we did an experiment. We went, let's just, whatever you want to give. Our intake went up like 60%. People come in and by not putting a price on something and just opening it up to people, how they're feeling and how they want to participate, 
it was a good friggin' thing, man. You know, it's a nice thing too, because you don't know who's in your community and there, we're not all the same level. We, we're not all having the same experience. And what I love about that is, you know, the people, there are small mod people will take advantage of it. And it's hard not to get frustrated with those folks because they're everywhere, but there's such a small number. So uh, pay as you can um, is always great because people are, are, you're right. I've always found that too. I've a lot, lot freer in, in donating with regards to it. So those extra grace required people that you're des- describing, uh, the way I deal with it is stuff is going on in their life. And if they're going to come in and put down $2 and take a piece of pizza and a pop, that's probably what they need to do. But at the same time, I've seen like bosses come in and throw a 50 down, grab one slice of pizza and a, a bottle of water, say, thanks a lot. I got to go to a meeting and that's it. And it just, it just works out. People are in different places at different times. And this method addresses that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I really like that. And you get to use your creative skills. I've seen people like, you know, do this graphic designing for us and baking things and doing all sorts of stuff. This really brings out people's passions and what they're good at. And, you know, you put somebody in, like, I've always been amazed at a committee because I've gotten involved in a bunch of these things. And all of a sudden you go, oh my goodness, like there's companies that don't have the skills that are sitting around this table. Yeah. I always, um, often when I'm doing coaching, especially, I don't do a lot of career coaching or transition coaching, but I have done it. I've done it pro bono for uh, friends, kids and those type of things. And often what I'll say, uh, the greatest way to get experience is through charity is to be able to contribute your fullest self. And remember that we all sometimes get in uh, our, we look at somebody through lenses of what I know about that person, what I think about that person, and just see this as a beautiful gift for you to show people the things that they don't know about you. So the creative is one. And I, I've, I've seen that where someone who was in a, again, a, a kind of a manual role that you wouldn't actually see discovering that they are a graphic designer and really their their desire is actually may have even been five years ago to get into graphic design but they kind of got into the factory floor and they're making good money and those types of things and then they all of a sudden discover this opportunity and you look and you say hey bobby did you did you do that we're we're looking for this over here. We never even looked over there. Can you come over and do you want to apply for this job? And, and I've seen people kind of come to the joy. They're learning the thing that they wanted just through volunteering. And you get an opportunity to stretch yourself. There's lots of people that are in our workforces that are introverts. You know, they weren't the people to ever go to the blackboard in school. And this is a greater opportunity in a safe environment to take on some more responsibilities and show yourself. Yeah. And, you know, baby steps, you know, you don't have to be the, uh, the MC, um, but you could do, there's certain things that you can just step out. You're, it's going to be good. And if you're looking for some leadership, uh, exercise, like experience, you could get, you might be able to be in charge of something. Well, you know what? Um, it's a great point. I know that you led, uh, the United way for a couple of organizations you were in and, um, and you know, you weren't in that role that would lead something for the whole organization. You were a manager, but you weren't that at that level. And yet you were, 
championing, engaging, leading VPs and more senior people in in the in the firm, and uh, uh, it's pretty. It's it's a great opportunity, and you know, and again, it's those opportunities for you to shine, to show what you can do, to create relationships. Like you said, even that that idea of the you know making pancakes together. Um, or going and um, preparing a budget and going in and talk to your CFO and say, here's what we're thinking of doing, here's what we're doing. And the CFO is looking and saying, well, I, what you, that's brilliant. Uh, you know, and all of a sudden they, they shift your viewpoints. And I, I think back of all the efforts I've done in this area, and it's a team sport. And just the amount of people, like I was amazed at where the people sat and what the jobs that they did that helped with this effort. And, you know, this is a, a team type of thing. And I... I I'm so thankful for the people that's, that I served with in these types of efforts because I was to make, like this team would come together and like, we didn't work for the same, for the same teams, for the same branches, for the same sections or anything like that. And we were able to come together and work together. It's a great, great thing. Well, I think that's the other thing that you just raised, which I think is really important. Normally with these company wide initiatives, um, you're going to get out of your lanes and you're going to meet people across the organization. And often those are people that you might have, uh, you might have things that you either, you either provide them with stuff or they provide you stuff. And there's these connections and again, it deepens relationship. And it's a, and because it's focused towards a shared goal, which it should be in your organization anyways, but this is a little bit easier. It's a little smaller and it's again, the heart, head and the hands together. Um, you deepen relationships and then you see each other the next meeting before you go in, you said, Hey, Alistair, that was awesome. Last week, man, that was great. Okay. Now let's get down to business and you are going to be more open to them and they're going to be more open to you. And guess what? That's going to make it better. And it's a great time to have some competitions. I tell you, I love, uh, kind of factoring in a competition aspect to these things. People, people like it. I mean, you know, they're, they're coming into, like uh, bingo sessions during lunch hours and like stationary bikes. People love to compete and it's a great time. You know, and you see a little bit of trash talking going back and forth and it's all for a good cause, right? And people do like competition and it's a great opportunity to set that up. Yeah, I remember uh, at one organization, we did a lot of work with the food bank. Actually, it was Campbell's again, because it was right beside us. And they would have sort days where they would have not only within the cor- uh, the corporation, but they'd have different food organizations coming together and having competition. And boy, oh boy, that's what it really got kicked out. When you had uh, Campbell's and uh, going against Kellogg's, going against uh, you name the brand name, it was so much fun. And you know, people got creative. They made shirts. They had signs. You know, and it was like it was quality. And as well as quantity. So, I mean, they were measuring some pretty good thing. And, and again, things that were really applicable to take back to work. Well, what I've, there's a certain dynamic in these things as well. When the bosses figure out that this organization is in a competition with another organization, they are all in. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree, 100%. And, Greg, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've been fortunate to be able to be involved in these things through most of my career. And I can't tell you one thing that hasn't opened my eyes, you know, whether or not it's the hunger stuff that we did with Campbell's, whether or not it is, uh, you know, Porter Airlines, they did a lot around flights to, you know, to help folks that were in remote areas. It really made some powerful impact to those, again, it's connected to the communities. They were the communities that we flew to. So having an opportunity to get someone down to a hospital or something was pretty powerful. And then, you know, the distributor, Wolseley, that I was with, it was all linked to the uh, 
the um, Special Olympics, and I had not, I knew nothing about the Special Olympics. So not only uh, did it um, make me feel good to do stuff, it deepened my awareness of these amazing organizations that are doing beautiful things uh, across, um, well, in this case, Canada and North America. That's so cool. Uh, Greg, wrap up. Well, it's interesting. I was thinking of the title, Fundraising Shenanigans, and shenanigans, I love that word, as you know, but shenanigans feels and sounds like um, they're doing something wrong. Like it's, you know, you're kind of going shenanigans. The word may be interpreted as um, it's not true. It's they're, they're make, but But I actually think fundraising is probably one of the most powerful connectors in organizations. Uh, it's it's. It's, it's a way, as I said, maybe five times already in this podcast of connecting head, heart, and hands together towards something purposeful. We humans are, need connection and they need to contribute and we lose sight of that. And so many organizations just see this as we'll take the negative definition of shenanigans being a, a waste of time, kind of a, you know, like messing around kind of thing versus a deep connection and accelerator to business success, which I believe hundred percent it is. Now you can be smart. So I would just think that, you know, think of this as an opportunity to connect heads, hearts and hands together towards something good uh, to, to see people uh, in action that you might not be able to see and to understand and connect across all levels and all departments just a deeper find those bridges of shared experience and knowledge so important for creating belonging and enhancing performance i agree with everything you said and the parts i think that i would like to emphasize are this is a great opportunity for bosses to connect with the people that work for them or work for other people it's also a great opportunity for those people that have never gone to the board to jump into a nice safe environment and get involved with other people in a good cause and you know what it's just a healthy environment. Like if you go to these events, people are just having a good time and who doesn't want cake or pizza or pancakes or whatever is going on, or you're having a barbecue. It's just a really good environment. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And you know, one thing that I would say that it's just bubbled in my head is that when you're doing these things, be inclusive, be thoughtful of who you are. Uh, we did something I remember at my last organization and, uh, someone made this suggestion that have halal and kosher meats as regard and also have a vegetarian offering. This was early days when it wasn't as, as much, but again, being thoughtful around who's our community, um, that was so powerful. And I don't know about you, but halal meat and kosher meat is, is better. It tastes better than, than regular meats and that type of thing. So for me, what was really powerful was just being thoughtful about it. And, you know, when that person showed up, and again, this is, this is a number of years ago, and there was a fairly good uh, non-meat alternative that was available, it said, you thought of me. Um, and again, those are little things. So even when you're doing fundraising, fundraising events, think about your community. Think about ways in which create those can uh, reinforce and, and accelerate those connections. Well, it's funny, uh, you know, we assume that there's a certain taste out there, but I found, especially on pizza lunches, we sold way more vegetarian than anything else. 
And, and, you know, I think when we go into these situations, we have a preset uh, notion of what it should look like. Where in the end, I think you'll be really, really surprised. And you know what? That's just another way of getting to know your workforce and what they like to do and stuff like that. It's, it's amazing how many preconceived notions we go into with. And these types of events really help to straighten that out a little bit. Yeah, and they do connect those, make those connections again. Because you know, you might have said, I, you know, I don't like vegetarian stuff or whatever, and and then you try it and you think, oh, well, this is pretty good. Or you know, halal. What is halal? What's the say? You know, whatever that might be, um, uh, it it opens you, um, and it creates those connections, and and you make discoveries, which is kind of cool. And there's a certain cultural aspect to some of these things as well. Like if you have a bake sale, you get to see a bunch of different stuff, or you're going to put out like uh, almost like cafeteria style, have everybody bring a dish and people can go buy and, you know, just buy stuff. You get the full gamut of cultures and tastes. And you know what, Craig, I like to eat. And I really like those, those types of events really resonate with me. Yeah. You know what? I miss potlucks. And I know we talked about this and shop lux. I'm sorry to bring this back here. I see a bead of sweat uh, dropping on your forehead because I know you miss them as well. But again, those were ways we often would do that for uh, um, uh, fundraising where everybody would bring the dish from their community. And I'm not sure how much we can do that anymore with all this stuff, but I think we're finally coming out of it. Maybe potlucks will return at one point, but Again, it was a great, beautiful deep. And so you, everybody, you know, again, pay as you can and, and you get to go to the potluck and try all kinds of things. And you had people from all different backgrounds and it was just so amazing to uh, try different foods, but also really get a sense of uh, people's culture and their backgrounds and those kinds of things. There's so many wins in this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So listen, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope that uh, we didn't say anything that would make you angry or um, be offended by anything that we said. But Greg, your philosophy. Yeah, you know what? This is just a, a great insight and teaching that I got earlier on one of my first coaches. And she said, you know, when we come together, there are going to be things that are going to make you churn. There are going to be things that are going to be crunchy that you're not going to feel so good about. These are things that... Uh, you maybe have fallen down on, maybe things that you haven't done as well, maybe things that you had to try a different approach. Uh, and then you're going to feel things that are just going to make you really excited, things that are joyful, that you, these are things that you're making great traction on. And she just said that uh, they're both good. Uh, it's what you do with them to move forward. And I think this topic, fundraising, hey, who I'm not sure there's going to be as crunchy feelings in this, although there, you know, there have been, I think, crunchy feelings of people who just felt that they didn't get the support. Um, and maybe you might have crunchy feelings if you dismiss something that now upon reflection, you wish you would have maybe supported. Um, so those are maybe the crunchy things, but hopefully there's a lot of joyful memories that people are thinking about right now of, you know, those beautiful moments in their organizations when they were able to do something good for somebody else that was fun and connecting and remember that. And hey, now's a beautiful time to kick those back in gear. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, Greg, uh, I don't have a sticky, but I did write it down. New Sharon, Maine. Welcome to the club. New Sharon, Maine. Oh, I don't know that. That must maybe be a suburb or something or... That's, uh, you know, I don't know if we've had anyone from the Upper East Coast uh, that's been listening. I'm sure we have before, but uh, welcome to Maine. That is excellent. I love Maine. It's beautiful along there. Uh, 
we're heading to the East Coast this summer, and normally what we do is we uh, go down the Canadian side and back up the American side, and and uh, along Maine is one of those stops. It's uh, some beautiful, uh, beautiful places there. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I've spent a bunch of summers in Maine, and it's beautiful there. So remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.